Okay. Okay. Well, we're live. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode, a new episode of Mary Mommy Maestra. Bienvenidos a otro capítulo de Mary Mommy Maestra, in case you didn't get the memo, we're in Spanish too. So. <laughs> I watched, I watched. Would you like to introduce yourself? Who are you? Yes. Okay. So my name is Bailey. I am so excited to be here. I've always wanted to be on a podcast and I've been waiting for Bianca to ask me to come on her podcast and it never happened. So I just, it's like, you know, when you have a crush on someone, you're like, who's going to ask first? So I just asked, I was like, can I be on a podcast? So she graciously extended an invite to have me here today and I couldn't be more excited. I recently got into watching podcasts or watching listening to podcasts um it's kind of a new thing for me so yeah that's been really fun and really interesting and i'm just like love chatting and talking shit and shooting the shit it's like my favorite thing to do so i'm like (laughs) this will be perfect i met bianca when we were both working together and I had started work and things got a little crazy. And so um, we had hired some extra support and I was blessed with Bianca. I literally couldn't have gotten any more lucky. She saved my life on a daily basis. No joke, like I wouldn't have made it through. My first or second or third year teaching. Happened, so. <laughs> we have a bomb, you know, when you go through some shit together. Can we cuss? Yeah. Okay. You know, when you go through some shit together, you gotta, I know, the lights. Like, should we just turn it off? Yes, you could turn it off. Where's the thing? Is it nice. Okay. And. Yeah, it's a little bit about me. I am no longer a teacher. I work in tech, tech sales. So I get to work from home, which is amazing. And my partner has the same job as me. So that's fun because we get to just like try things out together and learn as we go and help each other out. So that's been nice. I live here in, I live in Paraland, Texas. I bought a house two years ago. I have a dog, Kojo. He's amazing. If you know, you know. And that's pretty much it about me. It's my introduction. <laughs> do you want to do it in Spanish? You think you can do it? In Spanish? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Bianca, you've been my uh, translator. For I know a that literally was my job. <laughs> <laughs> so ella is Bailey. A nosotras nos conocimos cuando estábamos trabajando juntas en la última escuela donde estaba. Um, ella empezó su primer año de maestra y algunas cosas empezaron a estar un poco locas y empezaron a, decidieron a contratar a alguien para ayudarle y fue donde yo vine. Uh, dice que yo le salvé la vida todos los días, which like, thanks for saying that, I, you know. I like to think that I did. <laughs> oh, Bianca, there's no denying it. No one in that building would deny. I mean, I know the other teachers used to be like, you think you have it, Brad, you have Bianca. And I'm like, yeah, the audacity of me to complain about the workload. <laughs> Bianca is literally like coming in every day, like here's a new seating chart. Here's all the papers graded. I did the handouts. Everything's in alphabetical order. I cleaned the library. Everyone checked out books. I'm like, 
Okay, great. My only job here is to, to execute this little <laughs> lesson. Yeah, perfect. She's like the best person you could have for something oh, like that. Thanks. Well, now I'm going to start crying. <laughs> you are the best. So, ella ya no es maestra, trabaja en tech um, y vive en Pearland, compró una casa hace dos años, tiene un perro, se llama Kojo. Um, <laughs> and fun fact, I'm the first one here in this house, so I feel very special. Yes, she's my first friend that, besides like family and stuff, the first friend I've had over. You were like, you want to come over here? Yes. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, that could be fun. See my house. Okay. So what got you into teaching in the first place before we get to where you are now? Yeah. I mean, just really that kind of like, we're going to save the world, right? Like mm -hmm. the world needs saving. It's clearly what we're doing now isn't working. And what better place to start than with the children? I, I, I really spent a lot of time because I was a sociology and philosophy major in college. But I spent a lot of time talking about the problems of the world, like where we go wrong, where there are gaps, where there's all these injustices and inequities and how the systems are created. And I'm like, if you're going to change it, you have to teach the next generation better. And hot take, but I believe the next generation, they get it. I think they get it. I have a lot of hope. Um, technology is another thing, like if they'll even get a chance or if they'll be living in a virtual world, that, that's a whole nother conversation. But I got into teaching because I really found kids and education to be the most promising means of social progress. Yeah. That's why I got into teaching. Pero pregunté por qué ella decidió ser una maestra. Uh, y dijo que, I mean, es lo mismo que todas las maestras dicen, queremos cambiar el mundo, you know, um, y la mejor manera para poder hacer eso es empezar a, a, con los niños de la próxima generación y ella piensa que la próxima generación va a ser mejor, pero uh, también depende de cómo van a vivir su vida porque ahora tenemos tecnología y es una conversación completamente diferente, pero ella, esa fue la razón por qué ella empezó a, a ser maestra. So what got you out of teacher? <laughs> well, honestly, like all the love and respect to teachers, I think it is just such an undervalued, underpaid profession. And I think ultimately that's a bit of what got me out of it. I felt... I felt a little bit stuck and I was young. So I felt like, okay, and just to keep it real here, like I need to be able to have goals for myself and not have a fixed income. Yeah. And I think that's what was really hard for me about teaching is you have that like fixed income and unless you're taking on a bunch of different roles that is are like the you'll receive like stipends and bonuses and stuff like that for, but is a, a lot of work to take on on top yeah. of what is I'm already a lot of work being mm -hmm. a teacher. Then your money is kind of capped until you spend like 25 years in the field, you know, but I just, I had a lot of goals for myself, the kind of life that I wanted to build, the kind of future I wanted to build, um, the things that I wanted to be able to have access to. And so I was like, okay, it's not going to work to stay in the classroom. I'm doing the math. The math isn't mathing. So 
I'm like, let me figure out a different way of like a different career. What would I be good at? And so that's kind of where it started. And I, I really didn't abandon education or necessarily like schools, like being physically in the school right away. I toyed with the idea like, okay, do I want to go into administration? But then I would look at the administrators and I'd be like, I do not want their job. Yep. Their job is, I mean, and, and it always comes down to, I remember I had this one moment where my principal's boss was on campus and I was looking at my principal being like, okay, well, this isn't really any different. Like you're just doing what they say. They're telling you that based off of what they say way up there. Mm -hmm. And it's just the trickle down. And it was just kind of like the hamster on the wheel. You know, I just felt like I was on the hamster wheel and there was no way of stopping the spinning unless you just get completely off. I didn't want to go into administration. That seemed kind of like the only viable option. And I also wanted to be challenged. I think that was a big piece for me that I kept coming back to is like, Teaching is challenging because it's just the nature of the job dealing with children and like trying to get them to like grasp concepts and make it really, you know, relevant to them and to learn to love and appreciate all of them for who they are and all the different personalities and on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a lot of work, but I, I did feel like after a while, I remember one year and this is just like, I say this with absolute love and respect, but I just remember one year I had a superior who was supposed to be coaching me and was coming to me for everything. Oh, like, like, <laughs> how do you do that? Or how about you run this meeting? Or and it is great. So I'm like, I, I will gladly run the meeting on behalf of myself and everyone that's a part of this meeting. It would be the best outcome if I ran it, not you. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't mind that, but I did start to think, okay, but that means my development's now getting put on a back burner. Yeah. And I'm young. I'm young. I was like 23, 24 when I left the classroom. So I was 20, no, I was 20, 24, 25 um, when I left the classroom. So I just kind of was like, I think there's more out there. And it was scary, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to take the leap and I'm going to go try and build something else. Um, and I'm a certified teacher, so in the worst case scenario, I need to like go back into teaching. Um, I know it's something that like I love. Like I love kids. I love working with kids. I think every every teacher I know has that like true passion for yeah. kids. So it just kind of seemed like it was gonna be okay. I just needed to take the leap for me, and I'm mm -hmm. glad I did. Yeah, and I think that's something that we all realized because we all started kind of trickling out of there. It was like we're not gonna break the cycle unless we're completely off of it yes like, yes you have to just there's certain situations you just have to remove yourself we teach it to our kids mm -hmm. but then we won't do it ourselves yeah so it's one of those like and I it, it was funny because when I quit actually my kids totally understood they totally understood and it, it was just one of those moments to me where I was like they're everything right with the world, you yeah. know? It was every everything else, everyone else that was like, oh, you know, the side eyes or whatever, but the kids get it and mm -hmm. they respect it. And I, I told them, I said, hey, look, one day I hope that you, I, this is a decision. If you all have the opportunity I have, I would want you to take it. Mm -hmm. So what do I look like not taking it, you know? Yeah, and I think that's a big thing that we forget is 
we're teaching them to do these things to better themselves to choose whatever is best for them and then we won't do it ourselves right you're like take care of yourself but then we come in stressed out hair unwashed you know and it happens <laughs> i still wake up i work from home i still wake up and don't wash my hair um another story for another time <laughs> there will be a lot of those but um yeah i i really i believe that Okay, so le pregunté, what, did, what was the original question? Why did you leave? Why did you leave? ¿Por qué se fue de um, ser maestra? Um, y fue una variedad de cosas, una empezando por... Jeez, Louise, there I go, losing my life. Uh, <laughs> You're doing great. Um, I talked a lot. I'll you keep did. it short next I'm time. Like, no, you can, I mean, you can go, go okay, off. First, the money. Second, the development. Those okay. So, um, <laughs> obvio, ya hemos platicado mucho en este podcast que los maestros no los valúan como deberían. Um, y ella decidió que para el tipo de vida que quería vivir, todos los planes que quería, el futuro que ella se se miraba para ella misma, se dio cuenta que no iba a poder tener esa vida quedándose con el salario de ser una maestra. Ah, entonces esa fue una de las mayores razones por, que las, por las que se fue. Ah, también se dio cuenta que era muy joven y no estaba um, developing. Challenged? Challenged. Mom, ayúdame. <laughs> um, damn. I really am drawing a blank. Michaela completed a drive. <laughs> it's my Life360 app. What's a 360 app? Life360? I've never heard of it. So it's like a, like a find my friends, find my friends thing. Challenge in Spanish. Please, Louise. Um, desafío, quería más de, desafío con su vida um, y entonces por eso fue que uh, decidió salirse, se dio cuenta que estaba en un ciclo que no iba a poder parar, la única manera en la que podría, parar, podría pararse es si se salía completamente y es lo que yo le estaba contando que porque ya saben que hemos, hemos sido vallas en este show que fuimos, estábamos trabajando en el mismo lugar Um, y todas casi nos salimos una detrás de la otra porque nos dimos cuenta que era un ciclo que nunca se iba a parar y nos tuvimos que salir completamente de la situación para poder seguir con nuestra vida. Uh, y nos contó de una historia donde ella tenía un coach que él, supuestamente le tenía que ayudar a ella uh, y terminó diciéndole, pidiéndole a ella que tomara a posiciones o de que ella tenía que hacer um, en vez de, de la persona que se suponía que tenía que hacerlo hacerlo y ella dijo que okay, yo lo hago porque como quiera sería mejor que yo lo haga que tú lo hagas así se hace mejor um, y correctamente ya yeah. that whole coaching so it was just it was so also like translating the thing about the coaching thing And I have a, some tidbits on that too. Oh, because please. Look, I, so when I taught, which by the way, in case I've never mentioned it on my show, I taught a class as not a teacher. Um, 
because I'm not a teacher. We all know that. But I was given a class to teach. Like, I taught oh, Spanish. full-on teacher. I lesson did plans, lesson plans, the whole grades, thing. attendance. And so I was given a coach, right? Because that's what you do. You get a coach when you're a teacher so that they're able to, like, develop you as a teacher and, like, further your career or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I never had not one conversation about anything with my coach other than when are, oh because it was when I was pregnant I got one email from my coach that year when are you coming back to campus yep yep so yeah I was like no <laughs> and I was being still paid as a teacher assistant that is Criminal. When I found that out, I remember being outraged for you. It is so much work. Outside of school hours too, which is why you can't be paid like you're an assistant because you're working beyond your normal hours. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be accepting an hourly wage. Yep, that was crazy. And I did it more for more for the development. I was like, oh yeah, because I know that I want to be in a like classroom for the foreseeable future and if i get this experience as a teacher i'm doing the lesson plans i'm doing the grading i'm doing all of this all the planning and i'm gonna be developed by a coach nope no no i know and i mean that's obviously not the case everywhere i've heard people talk about having you know coaches that were life-changing to where they're really great teachers and they will say I owe everything to this person and what I would have done to have an experience <laughs> like that I mean um I'm happy for everyone who does have that experience but yeah yeah it was not I it was an interesting situation the one that we were in um but yeah so yo fui maestra de español un año uh in esa escuela y fue el año de COVID, entonces yo estaba trabajando mm -hmm. de casa y yo tuve una conversación con mi coach en todo el año um, y fue cuando me preguntó que si, que cuando iba a regresar a la escuela después de tener mi hija. So, uh, pero dice, you know, and me too, like I know people who are like, I would be nowhere without my coach. So, conocemos personas que, que tienen esa ayuda, ese apoyo. Desafortunadamente, eso no fue lo que nos tocó a nosotras. Um, what is your favorite time of year as a teacher? <sighs> That's a good question. And, and then least favorite. I feel like that has changed because it is such a big difference working middle school and working elementary school like completely different world because i would say like my favorite time before was like around christmas when it was like everyone was festive and they were like let's do this dance and let's do this and let's do that and now i'm like every day is a parade because every day is like colors and sunshine and hugs and kisses and like gifts yeah. So, I don't know. Now, 
Your eye, I have no specific time. Least favorite before October. I would be burnt out by October. And October, and October really? is my favorite time, like I of know the year. of the year. <laughs> I know. But like school year, I I dreaded. I was like, after like the first two months, oh, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm good. Brutal. Yeah. Is October still least favorite, you think? No. And I remember having a conversation with someone. I was like, oh my gosh, burnout's coming. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, you're going to be fine. I don't think I burnt out this year. I don't think I burnt out, period. But I think like the no most... Way. I'm so serious. Wow. It has been smooth sailing. Wow. I'm not going to say smooth sailing. It has not been smooth sailing. But yeah. In comparison to the life that I was living in the other campus, this yeah. has been life-changing. Yeah, it's all relative. You're like, okay, maybe we're not smooth sailing, but compared Compared to. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm also, like, I'm a para, so I get, it's the same bullshit everywhere. Like, I get placed in classrooms that aren't my assigned classrooms, and I'm teaching classes and whatever, so. Classic. Yeah, that never changes, but, <laughs> I mean, I... I enjoy it and yeah. it's a it's a challenge because every day like I don't I don't ever know what I'm gonna walk into mm -hmm. so you're very good at it too I've been told and like I had my end of the year meeting and she was like you're just so flexible and you take everything like so well and all the changes and blah and I was like I feel like every day I walk in I'm like what the fuck are you gonna make me do today dog like, <laughs> like why am I here <laughs> Uh, she was like, you do it so well with so much grace and poise. I'm like, thanks, because inside I'm dying. I know. You're like, God, that's not showing externally. But what is your favorite? What was your favorite? Oh, tough. I think I liked... Okay, hot take. I can't stand the beginning of the school year. I can't stand it. Like, all the teachers going back to school, I'm having flashbacks. And, like, oh, my goodness. Like, the stress of, like, decorating your room and arranging mm. everything and bringing it all in and organizing it and putting up bulletin boards and, like, the prep just... Oh, sorry. The prep just absolutely drains me. Like... I found that to be one of the most exhausting times of the year. I remember my first year teaching, there was a teacher on campus. I don't know if she made it to like the third week, honestly. And she'd been teaching for a long time. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And she told me though, after the first day of school, she says, you will never be as tired as you are after the first day of school. She's like, in my entire career, every time it's the first day of school, I go home and I fall asleep yeah and I don't wake up again until the next day like she's like right after school so um I think that holds true because then you're also like there's a lot of like interpersonal dynamics you're trying to navigate too and I kind of like once the ship is in motion and yeah. like you have good relationship with people on your team and you know about their lives and like you can ask them about things. So I think I would say I like the second half of the school year better. Um, but that gets tricky because that's like testing season. It's really stressful because it's very performance-based. And I take up issues with the tests. Um, and just the nature of standardized testing. So I would have to say my favorite time of year 
is probably right after testing's over, but before like the end of the year, because the end of the year is sad. Because yeah. you're gonna, like you've built all these bonds and then they're leaving, but there's like kind of this sweet spot where you're no longer testing, so the pressure's off a little bit, so you can have a little more fun with your curriculum and do like projects and stuff. Like, what would that be, like late April, early May? Yes, that is my sweet spot. I think late April, early May. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> Final answer. Final answer. Lock me in. What would be your least favorite? The beginning of the year. The, the, yes. yes, because of the um, all the planning and stuff, which you knew, like, I love that stuff. Like, you were like, I need to put this up. You were like, here's the vision. I'm like, let me get it done. I know. I was like, okay, give this girl a stapler, and she's off to the races. <laughs> like, all my boards are, everyone's like, your classroom's already done. I'm like... Mine and Bianca's class. But yeah, I mean, remember when we were like labeling all the books mm -hmm. too? And you're like doing your donors too, trying to get all the supplies for your kids. And sometimes it can be hard to be like so forward thinking. And it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, it's then, and then it's discouraging because you just three months prior tore it all down. Mm -hmm. So to come in and reset it back up is like, are you kidding me? Like, I swear I was just here tearing all this down. So, pregunto, ¿cuál es mi favorita, favorito tiempo del año escolar y mi no favorito? What is least? Jeez, Louise. Anyway, so, yo le estaba contando que a mí me gusta mucho. Ha sido diferente ahora que estoy trabajando con los niños más chiquitos. Um, pero antes mi tiempo favorito era como a uh, los tiempos festivos porque siempre hacíamos bailes o diferentes eventos en la escuela pero ahora todos los días es especial porque trabajando con los niños chiquitos like, ellos todo es like mariposas y unicornios y entonces me gusta mucho porque siempre es un um, positivo you know el tiempo positivo uh, no, I don't even remember what I said my least favorite time was. Did I answer that? What is my least favorite time? October. Oct oh my gosh. Oh, PTSD. Yeah, so, antes, yeah, antes cuando estábamos en la última escuela, um, ya cuando era como octubre, ya estaba, ya quería que se terminara el año, like, después de los primeros dos meses, it's like, can it be Christmas? Like, ya necesito mi descanso. Um, pero no, no es igual ahora. Um, no sé si sea porque son diferentes niños o porque es una diferente escuela, pero este año, el año pasado, um, fue mucho más fácil navegar todo lo que me ha, like, todo todas las diferencias que han pasado um, y ella dijo que su tiempo que no le gusta es cuando empieza el año escolar porque tiene que hacer mucho planear y um, cuando estamos haciendo el salón y es mucho trabajo y muy estresante y su tiempo favorito es después de los exámenes, pero antes de que termine el año, porque al final del año es muy triste porque todas las relaciones que hiciste con los niños y con 
tus compañeros del trabajo se tienen que terminar porque todos están moviéndose a su, a su próximo año. Yeah. Sometimes it goes really easily and sometimes it's like a struggle. I forget. Does your mom join and help you out? Yeah, sometimes my mom, but then like she's watching the kids right now, so she's probably like has it playing somewhere yeah. <laughs> and it's like the kids are probably in the bath or something. Like, I was like, hey, because we had a lot of like miscommunications today. A lot of logistics. A going lot of on. logistics going on, and I was like, so like, what are we doing? So do I tell her to come here? Like, I need you to tell me what to do because you're gonna have the kids. Yeah. But it's up to it's your call. We'll do whatever you need. I know, girl. <laughs> it's been a struggle, and it's been. It was definitely a lot easier when I was recording from the other house because it was like I know there's not gonna be any extra noises going yes. on or anything like that. But I've been on the move lately. Like the majority of the podcasts that I've done recently have been like I'm coming to you because I know that I don't like there's we're gonna be somewhere. And we're gonna get it done. Like I know, I was so impressed. You just came in here, set up shop, and like, oh, she's got this shit down. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, and I wish that I was more consistent. Like I was definitely more consistent last season because it was like weekly, and I did it. Like I was like, there's no like, there's no way I'm canceling. If someone cancels on me, I'm gonna find someone to replace them. I'm gonna get it done. Um, but there's just been so many moving parts this year. So it's like, I need to just give myself grace. And if it can't get done, it doesn't get done. And if it gets done, it gets done. And I have another podcast going too. So yeah. You have another podcast? Yeah, I have this podcast. I have another podcast. I'm working on two books. I... So that takes me <laughs> to my next point. Am I allowed to ask questions? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, I need to interview Bianca because how, well, did you want to translate that last part before I get into my I don't even remember what I was saying. So, oh, um, le estaba diciendo que no, es, no he sido tan consist, consistente este, esta temporada um, como la, la temporada pasada era cada semana un nuevo capítulo, ya tenía mi schedule, like, y si alguien cancelaba, encontraba a alguien para tomar su lugar. Um, pero este, este, esta temporada he decidido tomarla más uh, fácil, tengo muchas cosas pasando en mi vida en este momento, entonces si pasa el podcast esta semana, sí, si no, hasta la próxima, y si no, hasta cuando se, you know, ya hemos hablado mucho de tomar tiempo para tu salud mental y no me voy a estar estresando um, por cosas que no puedo controlar o que no se pueden cambiar, entonces sí. Tengo la oportunidad de hacer capítulos, los hago, y si no, no los hago, porque, um, ya, yeah, tengo este podcast, tengo otro podcast, estoy trabajando en dos libros, tengo dos trabajos, entonces, y luego dijo ella que me quiere preguntar cosas, so, go ahead. Can you please describe your writing process? And I will preface this by saying, I want to write a book. I want to write a children's book. But every time I sit down to do it, you know, Kojo, I mentioned him earlier, he's my dog and my pride and joy, 
and I'm a freak, and I talk as if I'm Kojo all the time, <laughs> like, to the point where when I go out of town, my boyfriend's like, it's extra lonely when you're gone, because it's like, you leave and Kojo leaves, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, there's constant, there's, no extra voice. <laughs> there's constant talking, I talk all day, I'm sure as everyone on here has realized, I can talk. Um, and I love to just chit chat. Um, and luckily my boyfriend does too. So it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> we all just talk like that's, I swear how we fell in love. Just couldn't stop talking to each other. Um, anyway, so I want to write a book for Kojo. I want to write it from Kojo's point of view. Cute. And I have all the concepts and I speak in his voice all day. So I thought this will be a breeze, mm-hmm. but I've had a really hard time. So please, what's okay. your process? Well, I don't know. So you should actually get in touch with Kara. Kara just released the children's book. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw that, but I thought it was, for some reason, I thought that the artwork on it was, of like for her album or no, for a song. She released the book. So I interviewed her last year and that's when she like gave the first like I'm Glimpse. gonna release the book and then we were like, Oh my god, breaking news. Um but yeah, she she did a book children's book. I think it's gonna be like a two book like cute. Oh yeah. So I would probably like get in touch with her. And if you haven't checked it out, Sugar and Spice has been dropped. Like go check out her new book. Um, let me say that in Spanish before I forget. So, ella quiere empezar a hacer un libro, tiene una idea, lo quiere hacer del punto de vista de su perro, que se llama Kojo. Entonces me preguntó que cómo, en, cómo es mi estructura cuando estoy um, uh, escribiendo mis libros. Le dije que necesita que contactarse con Kara, que ya la he entrevistado. Uh, tiene un libro que acaba de sacar... Um, sugar and spice. Um, yeah. So cute title. I know, Kara's right? It's so cute. Kara, we love you. We love you, Kara. We love you, Kara. Um, and she's probably gonna see this later. She's gonna be like, hi, because she's very good at keeping up with the podcast. Really? Yes. She's the best. Um, so my first book that I wrote, um, have been writing. I've been writing that since I was working over there, like. I want to say like 2021 was when I started writing it and I just started like it was not going to be a book it was just like glimpses of like short stories yeah that I was posting on Instagram yeah I remember and you were cranking them out yeah it was like boom 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 I was like and people started like getting into them. They'd like comment. They're like, what's gonna happen next? And I remember someone being like, oh my gosh, is this a book? And I was like, no, I'm just like writing and like putting it out as I go. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you should make this a book. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make a book. Uh, <laughs> and I started like putting everything together. But since it was just like pieces, there was so many like blanks in between. So I've had to like go in like from the start and be like, let me fill in these gaps. And I think, I don't even like, I don't even remember like what my mindset was when I started writing this stuff. Cause I go back and I'm like, why did I write this? Like, what was I thinking that made me think like 
this is what you should put out into the internet. Because um, there's some like moments where it's like, this is really sad. Like, why did I, why did I say this? You're um, like, ooh, I'm going like, through. Oh. Literally, like, what was I going through that made me write this? Uh, and I remember like one of my dad's sisters asking me one day, like, so where do you get the inspiration? I'm like, God knows. I don't. Like, I have no idea. Um, so where do you get the inspiration? <laughs> I just be great saying it. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to like structure, I didn't have one. I just kind of like wrote and have been filling in gaps. Are you a typer? I am a typer. I'm, well, it depends. So the second book that I have is a poetry and, poetry and prose book. So it's like more fluid and that the majority of it has been like handwritten. So it's like a collection of like, I found one of my journals. Um, the best. I found one of my journals and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> You're like, I'm so dramatic. Who is this she? is so dramatic. <laughs> like literally like, this is so dramatic. Like, who is this girl? Um, and then I typed it up and I actually have it pulled up and I didn't even um but so this is it yes. so when you started the podcast for all of you at home who can't see when she started she has her laptop here and she opened it up and I saw the title and then I could see she was like typing and it looks like a book like it looks like a book um <laughs> just un like not printed a digital book I'm a Kindle girl myself and so I can spot a digital text a mile away. And yeah. I was sitting here, and that's what made me ask that question. So I'm like, how do you do this? Yeah, so this one is called... This uh, is cute, Bianca. <laughs> it's called Letters to My Lost Loves. Um, and I cranked this out, I kid you not, two days. In two days. Um, so... Wow. I took all of the writing that I had. And then I took all of the writing that I had in my notes app. I literally, I went through my notes app for hours finding stuff that I was like, oh, I could use this. I could use this. I don't know why I wrote this. This is weird. Delete. Like, and so I just started like transferring it onto a document and it just became a thing. And I was like, I'm going to publish this. And I sent it to three people and I was like, what do you think about this? And they were like, this is so good. Like, I love this. Well, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I'm going to publish this. Um, I reached out to one of my friends. I was like, you want to do art, like the cover art for my book? And she was like, fuck it, why not? And so she did the cover. Oh, my um, gosh. That's like an original. It's Yeah, so that's the cover. I'm not showing y'all. I know. To see. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so that's my cover. And I remember I told her, I was like, you're going to think I'm weird, but I want like a faithless girl holding her heart and blood coming down her hands. And she was like, I can do that. And I'm like, okay. I thought you were going to say that like I was insane. Um, but yeah, so she gave me a cover. I'm going to release it through Amazon. Like I have a whole ISBN and everything like I'm just waiting on the rest of my art. See, y'all are so inspiring because I've been talking about writing my book for years and I just, I sit down to do it and I have writer's block. I just, I don't have a voice, which is so weird because he has a voice, but mm -hmm. when I go to translate it and 
my boyfriend, he suggested doing something like, he said, okay, well, since you talk for him all the time, a lot of people will write their books by voice recording mm -hmm. first, and it'll transcribe it. Yeah. But you just, like, straight up sit down and type it out. Yeah. Um, You're And it's amazing. it's one of those things where it's, like... If you could see, it's, y'all, it's, like, 80 pages long. And just, I'm in this in two days. <laughs> I mean, I've added bits and pieces of it. It's been, like revised and edited multiple times i literally was sitting in traffic today adding to it because wow. sometimes it's just like and i'm one of those people is like if i get the inspiration i'm writing it down i'm recording it i'm doing something i need to get it down because it's gonna go away i noticed that when you said your app your notes app is full i'm like my notes app is grocery lists yeah no it's not I full need, of I my thoughts down like that's, somewhere that's someplace smart. So I would suggest, like definitely, especially since you do the voice, record it and then take those moments to like, okay, then you could do what I did with the other one is like piece it together. Okay. I said this, what can I say based off that like moment that I recorded? Mm -hmm. How can I build from that one moment? Okay. I'm inspired. Seriously. Oh. That was, I can't wait for you all to go out and buy her book. Oh my gosh, yes please. Um, it looks amazing. She's already got it all queued up on Amazon because they do the self-publishing, mm -hmm. right? So how does that work? Well, sorry, you probably want to translate first. Oh shit, yeah. So, le estaba contando que mi primer libro, like, ya saben que empecé en Instagram, nomás estaba poniendo diferentes notas en Instagram y personas empezaron a, a comentar y querían saber qué iba a pasar la próxima vez que uh, ponía algo y like I didn't have a schedule like I literally would just like put out and go as it came to me um, so la gente no sabía cuándo iba a pasar el próximo like capítulo um, y alguien me preguntó oh este es un libro y les dije no este no es un libro debes de hacer un libro Entonces, el año pasado, I think last year was when I started putting the book together. So, el año pasado, um, decidí hacerlo un libro uh, y empecé a darme cuenta que había muchos lugares donde necesita, necesitaba que um, llenar los vacíos porque como no era una historia consistente, um, tenían que, necesitaba que agregar más detalles. Um, Y así es como empezó mi primer libro. Uh, mi segundo libro lo hice en dos días. Uh, encontré un, uh, un diario que tenía y empecé a leerlo y dije, oh my God, esta niña es muy dramática, yo no la conozco. Pero me di cuenta que eran um, poemas y momentos que se podían, um, los podría... What is share? Um, compartir, you know. Dije, estos son momentos que tal vez otra persona ha sentido. Uh, entonces, lo puse todo en un documento y se los mandé a tres de mis amigas y les dije, miren, ¿qué piensas, qué piensan de esto? Y me empezaron a decir, oh my God, me encanta, lo amo, está precioso todo esto, lo que estás diciendo. Uh, entonces dije, ok, no voy a hacer un libro. Entonces, um, tomé todas las notas de ese diario, las notas que tengo en mi teléfono, porque yo soy alguien que 
cuando tengo una idea o una inspiración, like, lo necesito que escribir antes de que se me vaya, porque luego se me va y nunca me voy a acordar lo que dije. Um, entonces tenía muchas ideas en mis notas y lo puse todo en el documento y ahora es un libro. Uh, he cambiado muchas cosas desde la primera vez que se las mandé a, a mis amigas, pero... Uh, estoy muy uh, emocionada para poder sacar ese libro um, y ya yeah, tengo una amiga que me hizo el uh, cover, la portada, se dice así, uh, y ya yeah, le estaba diciendo que uh, si ella está, esta inspiración como ella siempre está hablando por Kojo, tomar a... Uh, grabar eso y luego tomar esos momentos que ella ha grabado y uh, usar esos momentos para crear una historia. That's it, right? I think so. I think that was I think it. you got it. You're doing amazing. Oh, thanks. That one came out a lot easier because it was like about me. <laughs> it's easy to remember what you said. Yeah. how you think it through. And then I feel like yeah. sometimes I'll like watch my podcast and I'm like, these people probably think that I'm not listening to them, but I am. But then it's like, I have to listen and process and then speak. And yeah. it's like, it's as I'm processing, I have to process in two languages. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what's going it's on. It's a lot going on. I remember when I, I would like translate meetings at school and I'd be like, can you like give me a written document of what is going to be said? Because I, I can't like on the spot compute everything. I just can't. I know it almost is easier or it seems easier to like do it in smaller bits, but then you don't want to break up the conversation, the conversation. that much because okay. it's natural. Like it's when it's flowing naturally. So it's kind of a double yeah. sword there. And when I first started, we do like, all English and then all Spanish. So it'd be like two separate conversations. And then I didn't like that because there would be moments, like highlight moments in one language that I would then not be able to have in that other moment. And then it was like weird, like having to like go back and add them in. Yeah. So it was like, we're just gonna have to go back and forth because that's the way, the, the smoothest possible way to have everything said in both languages. Yeah. And it's organic, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want the one version to be like the true in the moment and then the other one kind of be, yeah, that like it takes away from it. Yeah. So I, I like, I love the way you do this podcast. I think Thanks. it's so well done. I'm trying my best. But um, how would you say your mental health is now that you are in a different career? Ooh. I would say a lot better. Yeah, I would say a lot better. I have a very relaxed schedule. I am accountable for myself. And there is a lot within my control. And because I work with adults, they understand what is within your locus of control, what is not. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, especially me right now, I work at a startup. And so it's a really small team. Um, and now the first job I took out of teaching, I wouldn't say that was the case. It was really stressful, like very like metric driven role, very like huge company. You're just a number. But now I'm like on a really small team um, and I 
love it. Like I have such a good work-life balance. Sometimes if I'm like stressed partway through the day, I'll go do, you know, I'll go work out or do something. I kind of have that freedom where I can be like, oh, I'll meet you for lunch. Yeah. You know, because I, I worked late last night or, you know, it kind of all evens out. So I just have more autonomy and I feel like I'm able to do, I'm able to do little things that help with my mental health because I'm at home. Mm -hmm. I will say something that's difficult is like getting out. Sometimes I'll like go get coffee just so I leave my house. Yeah. yeah I'm sure you can relate because of during COVID, I feel like a lot of people had that experience. Um, and I still have that sometimes where I'm like running kind of meaningless errands or looking for an errand to run just mm -hmm. so I can like get out and do something. But, um, but the blessing and all of that is that I have the time freedom to get out and run an errand and do something. Yeah. Um, so I would say that part has been nice. And then there's little things like I love to cook. And so when I'm at home, I can like make us breakfast, make us a nice lunch, run and pick up my curbside order and like start dinner while I'm finishing meetings and it can already be cooking, yeah. you know, and I can like do laundry and make my bed because I'm home and you don't come home and you're like, okay, I haven't gotten groceries. Uh, I have to do this. I haven't even had a chance to start dinner and at six o'clock. Um, my room's a mess. I'm just going to sleep on a pile of clothes on my bed because that's where we're at. You know, like there's none, there's not, I won't say there's none of that, but there's not as much of that anymore. And I feel like that's really contributed. So just feel like, yeah, I have the time and space that I need. Um, and my job doesn't add, like, it can be stressful because it's kind of metric-driven, like, performance-driven. But it's just, like, you just show up and you do your job, and then it's not that complicated. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of jobs would be a lot easier if people just, like, showed up and just did them and just... moved on. I know. Like, we don't need the extra power struggle. We don't need the extra drama. We, let's just do our job. Right. Yeah. The one piece that I'll say I probably struggle with is the social aspect because I genuinely made so many good friendships and connections when I was teaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm not from here originally, from the Houston. I'm not even from Texas originally. Um, I don't have my family out here. So... I like my work friends and the people that I started with that first year really became like family to me and my lifeline. Um, and so, and then now I work at, when I started my first job out of teaching, it was a big company. So it was a lot of people on my team mm -hmm. and I had some good friendships there too. Now I work on a much smaller team. Like there's like my CEO who I interact with daily. Um, I'll show you how small it is. And then there's like four other people mm -hmm. besides me that like I interact with regularly. We have some people that like, you know, do like the IT technical stuff, but like that you interact with. And so that's maybe the one piece I struggle with is the, the social aspect and just like feeling like I have like friends and a network here and like the social interactions throughout the day. But like I said, my boyfriend, he also works from home and he loves to talk. And so <laughs> I'm sure y'all chat around all day. We're just chit-chatting around here. So le pregunté que como ella cree que ha cambiado su salud mental ahora que tiene una nueva um, carrera. Y dijo que uh, piensa que es mejor ahora uh, trabajar de su casa. Entonces se le hace más fácil poder uh, 
hacer cosas chiquitas que le ayudan a, con su salud mental a sentirse mejor. A, tiene tiempo para cocinar, para lavar su ropa, para hacer su cama. Uh, entonces no está estresándose de que está regresando de trabajar a las 6 de la tarde, todavía no ha hecho nada de comer, se tiene que dormir en su cama llena de ropa porque está muy cansada para poner uh, la ropa donde tiene que estar. Um, pero lo único que dice que sería mejor es si tuviera uh, mejor a relaciones sociales porque como está trabajando en un lugar más chico ahora no tiene la oportunidad que tenía antes para crear todas uh, sus amistades ella no es originalmente de aquí de Texas entonces cuando empezó a trabajar en la escuela y es donde hizo todas sus amigas todas sus amistades um, y luego su segundo trabajo saliéndose de allí, también era una compañía grande, entonces tenía muchas um, personas con las que platicaba todos los días y ahora es un equipo más chico, entonces no es tan um, fácil hacer esas relaciones. Y dijo también que es... Yeah, no, yeah, that's what she said. Eso es todo lo que dijo. I, I don't like this. Yes. Got it. I got it. <laughs> um, Okay, I have a question for you now. Yeah. So what, if you think about like some of your favorite podcast guests that you've had on, what makes a good guest? Or like what has made like some of your favorite episodes? Damn. Um, I, as you know, I'm a very emotional person. So I want to say that my favorite episodes have been the ones where I've ended up crying. Uh, <laughs> which is a terrible thing to say. Uh, but yeah, I think. Some of my favorite episodes have been the ones where I'm like, pass me the tissue because it's just real raw emotion. Mm -hmm. um, I also love the episodes where it's like, we're just bullshitting, like we don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, so like, I feel like my top episodes, like I love the episode with my parents, obviously. Um, those all ended in tears. Uh, I love the episode with my brothers because that was bullshit, like we're just, Shoot you in your truest form. Um, yes. Yeah. That that was a mess. Um, what else? Uh, my the episode that I had with my um, my brother in law. I feel like that was one of those things where it's like I see myself in you, and it's like beating me up. Uh, what else? I feel like this is really corny but my episode with Michaela like because it's like we're like crying one second and then the next second we're laughing it's like too much Typical. um and I want to say recently one of my favorite episodes was uh with Skyline and Lawrence like we played like drug card games and like made margaritas oh, and I was fun. I was not prepared for that episode that episode was a mess also and that was just so much fun because like what is happening what's it and everyone was like asking questions that was a very interactive episode oh that's um, really fun so that was that was definitely fun and then my last episode which was with Shayla and Phil and both of their daughters so it was a lot going on Wow. 
That's yeah. a lot. But I think what makes a good guest is just like people who are open to just having conversations. Because I've had a couple of guests where it's like I'm trying to dig deeper and they're just kind of like, here's an answer. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, can you give me anything else? Yeah. Like, well, here's the answer. And I'm like, okay. You're like, on to the next question. <laughs> That makes sense. You're like, that's not how this works. I guess it's working that way today, but that's not ideal. Yeah, okay. I can see that. That's fun, the interactive one with the cards and stuff. Yes. I have some little cards in my room I should have brought up here for us. I mean, we can have another episode. We definitely need to do an episode with, like, me, you, Piper. All of us. um, Kayla. Like, the whole whole game. The whole shebang. That would be fun. Um, okay, I have another question. Oh, wait, did you want to translate? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, preguntó que, que se, cuáles han sido mis uh, favoritos capítulos y qué es lo que hace un, uh, la persona que estoy entrevistando que sea una buena persona que estoy, I don't know how to say interviewee in Spanish, pero ya yeah, yeah, entienden. Um, le dije que uh, mis favoritos capítulos son los de he terminado llorando oh, porque saben que soy una persona muy emocional o so me gusta poder relajarme y tener esas emociones um, entonces las, obvio, los capítulos que he tenido con mis papás con mis hermanos también porque también me gustan mucho los capítulos que no tienen estructura que nomás estamos haciendo lo que sea um, el capítulo con mi, los capítulos con mi mejor amiga y a uh, los últimos dos capítulos que he tenido que han sido un poco uh, sin estructura que sería uh, con uh, uno que con Lawrence que es fue estábamos haciendo margaritas y teníamos cat, uh, cartas que estábamos jugando y lo, muchas personas estaban uh, haciendo preguntas ese día entonces me gusta mucho cuando las personas uh, hacen sus preguntas y la última el último capítulo que hice con Shayla y con Philip um, the Pelerin Bunch uh, y ellas estuvieron sus hijas entonces también uh, teniendo esa diferente estructura donde tenemos varias personas y muchas personas están uh, platicando um, y ya yeah, estaba diciendo que tenemos que tener un, uh, una entrevista donde salga ella y Piper Piper was on my show recently um, y uh, Michaela porque todas trabajamos juntas entonces pienso que sería una buena experiencia poder a uh, todas estar en un capítulo juntas. You had another question? I do. Okay. This question is, I mean, maybe you don't have to answer if your kids are going to watch this one, but do parents have favorite children? Um, damn. I don't, I feel like my kids are too different for me to say that I have a favorite because I have favorite things about each of them. I wouldn't say that I have a favorite child. Now we've discussed this on multiple occasions when my parents have been on the like podcast, people are like, who is the favorite? Um, but I think- Do they deny having a They favorite? deny having a favorite every time. They deny having a favorite. You have to have a favorite, And it's right? like, we're all so old at this point. Like, you have it's to be okay. able to pick. Yeah. Um, well, in, in your case, you know, you have the two. And you have a boy and a girl. So, I can see And I have like, the introvert and I have the extrovert. Like, they're just completely different yes, people. But if you threw a third one in the mix, you might be able to pick a favorite. 
yeah, we're not throwing any, <laughs> we're not throwing any more in the mix anytime soon. But yeah, I I feel like yeah, I feel like maybe it would be different if I had another one. Um, because so your parents been, should for sure be able to. Pay. Yeah, like, hello, if you're watching, who's the favorite? Um, but yeah, and every sibling has a different like. Um, opinion too like one of them's like you're the favorite the other was like no you're the favorite and then it's like no he's clearly the favorite so and i think it depends on the day too when it comes with my parents and like, the parent do y'all think your parents have the same favorite no. or do you distinguish no they we all think that they each have different favorites what's your take i think that i have a special place in both of their hearts because i'm the only girl <laughs> same but yeah i don't know um when it comes to me, I have no idea. I feel like I definitely like have different, like I have favorite things about each of them, but I wouldn't say that I have a favorite okay. yet. Maybe one day. I'm not gonna say that I'm never gonna have a favorite. Who makes you laugh more of your kids? That also depends. Cause like my daughter is a very like interactive child, like very like out there. Uh, so she does things that make me laugh, but then my son has the same dark humor that I do, so he'll say things, and I'm just like, what the fuck? That was so uncalled for. Like, why would you do that? Uh, so I think, like, like except things, I know why. Yeah, so it's like things that she does and things that he says. Okay. Make me laugh. Okay. So you were just cracking up. Girl. Pure entertainment. My daughter was twerking yesterday, like, full on, like, hands on knees working and we're like what the fuck you're like Michaela because I mean she didn't get that from me Michaela like where did you see that that was so weird and then she's I she's not shy with it either she no she and, and so I was like oh yeah she went like this right and she was like no like this I'm like Oh my god. <laughs> like what? I'm like, I tried to bail you out. <laughs> what has this child done? <laughs> but me pregunto si tengo un favorito hijo. Um, y le digo que yo tengo co cosas favoritas de cada niño, pero no tengo un favorito. Todavía, tal vez un día, pero en este momento son tan diferentes que no puedo decir que tengo un favorito. Um, mi hija es muy, like, and Michaela says it all the time. She's like, they're literally, like, both sides of you. Because I'm a very, like, I can be out there and do the thing. But I'm also, like, I want to be home. Yeah. And, like, yeah. let me write a book. Like, I'm the, let me write a book, but I'm also, like, let me go to the bar. Like... So I'm gonna shut down the club. Yes. So <laughs> I I definitely feel like they're both me in different varieties. Um, pero pienso que por ahora no tengo un favorito. Uh, les estaba diciendo que you know han preguntado miles de veces en este programa si mis papás tienen un favorito uh, y no han contestado. Necesitamos que den una respuesta. ¿Quién es el favorito? Um, porque yo tengo dos y son muy diferentes. Tengo una niña, tengo un niño. Una está muy loca y el otro es muy callado. Like, entonces, es, difer es diferente, es más difícil uh, distinguir que 
si tengo un favorito, pero ellos ya tienen cuatro hijos, entonces necesitan que decidirse de quién es el favorito. Um, y... ¿Qué más puedo decir? ¿Cómo te hacen reír? Oh, yeah. Uh, preguntó, ¿quién me hace reír más? Uh, le dije que depende, porque mi hija hace cosas que me hacen reír, pero mi hijo dice cosas que me hacen reír. Like, él tiene un, un sentido de humor like, muy diferente. Um, y ella like, es muy animada, like, hace muchas cosas que me quedo pensando, like, ¿por qué hiciste eso? Like, anoche estaba, ¿cómo se dice twerking? Twerking estaba twerking. Uh, y dije, ¿de dónde saco esto? Like, no entiendo, porque yo no hago eso. Like, uh, pero pienso que son muy diferentes mis hijos. Um, do, las dos diferentes partes que soy yo. Like, yo soy alguien que me gusta ir y estar de party. Um, pero también soy alguien que me gusta estar en casa y escribir libros. So, um, son me, son, son me, like, mini me's, they're literally mini me's. That is, is there anything better in the world? No. I am, like, so excited to think about a mini me, are you kidding? That's so special. Was it hard to pick their names? Um, so my son is named after his dad. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter... So our, this is really gross and corny and I'll never think that I ever said this on my podcast, but like me and her dad's song, like when we were dating was Hey There Delilah. <laughs> so her middle name is Delilah. That's where Delilah came from. That is hilarious for one, because what an era. Yeah. That song was everywhere. <laughs> Um, and it's a good song. I still, I still fuck with it. Um, and that's really cute, though. Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's where Delilah came from. Uh, and Eliana, I want to say, so it has a meaning. Um, so he, I want to say that he was like, I want the name to start with an E. Like, I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, but I started like researching names, uh, and. And I can't think of what it means right now. Hold on. But it has like a meaning because I was like. God has answered. Because, um, yeah, I was like, I need my child to like have a meeting. And then now, three years later, I don't remember. <laughs> Doesn't remember the <laughs> But in the moment, I was like, this is deep. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to say that I chose that name because it was like, I always wanted a girl and we didn't think that we would have one because there's not a lot of girls in the family. So it was like, God has answered. I don't have to have any more children because here's my daughter that I asked for. Uh, yeah, that's where their names came from. Oh, that's a good one. Did you have a list going in? Uh, I had a list of girl and boy. Okay. Like, I didn't have, like, a running list of girl names and a running list of boy names. There's one each? Yeah. Okay. So, with with him, like, we knew. Like, we knew from jump it's a boy, and we knew from jump it's going to be named after him. Um, and then with her, it was like, it could be either or. And 
we had the girl name and then the boy name was going to be uh, Mario Alonso, which is actually named after my dad's old boss, um, from which I saw him like a few weeks ago when we visited Michigan. And I was like, did I ever tell you that I was going to name my child after you? Oh. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then Alonso would have been the middle name. And that's uh, one of my friends who passed his middle name. Mm. So it would have been like that for me. But yeah, with like my birth, like my son, we didn't even like have girl names. Like we had a girl name, but I can't even tell you what it was because it was like we picked a name thinking it was there's no way it's gonna be a girl. So who cares? Oh, those are good stories. I I always feel like names are hard because you want them to fit the kid, and I feel like yours do. Uh, yeah. I feel like they they grew into their names. Yeah, exactly. So which way does it work? Because like, because some people will say like they chose a name for their kid and it just doesn't fit Kylie Jenner. Um, <laughs> but they say that like you know that they just have to change it because they're like you're not a blank so and so. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. Like I never thought about it that far. It was like I chose names that meant something in that moment and that's your name and that's your name that's a big commitment i mean do i didn't have a choice like, about my name do you feel like you do well with commitment like are you good at committing to things <laughs> no <laughs> I've, I've talked about this on multiple occasions i have commitment issues i well see it's it's because I'm such a zero or 100 person. Like, all or nothing. All or yeah. nothing. Yeah, me too. So it's like, yeah, very intense. Like, it's either yes or it's either no. Like, so if I find something and I decide to, like, commit to it and I decide, like, I actually don't like this, it's like, bye. There's no, like, just goodbye. It's a good way to be decisive. Actually, there's this book. Can you look up on here? Mm -hmm. I'm Surrounded by Idiots. <laughs> like idiots and then do um and then can you do um personality colors yes and then images haha <laughs> Oh, shoot. Okay. Just, just open it. I swear I have a math book, guys. You want to know? Okay. okay. Um, the words up top, which color describes you? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, for everyone who can't see this, there are four different colors. Red, yellow, green, and blue. And these personalities they fall into one of these colors and they give you a whole list of traits and it's in this book it's in the front of the book but if you just google i'm surrounded by idiots book personality colors and go to images you'll see the red yellow green blue chart and then it has a list of attributes and it's what color are you is i'm asking is what i'm asking here so okay. i'll just name a few red is Aggressive, ambitious, strong-willed, goal-oriented, pushing, decisive. Yellows are more like bubbly personalities. Talkative, enthusiastic, creative, social, charming. 
Um, green is patient, relaxed, reliable, modest, understanding, discreet, good listener, helpful. And blue is sympathetic, um, conventional, analytical. You need like processing time. You need time to think about things. Um, I feel like there's no facts. in between with this. Like no, I, I, I feel like I'm either really red or really blue. Okay. Can I be purple? <laughs> I no purple. Which of the which of the negative traits seem to stand out to you most between red and blue? Describing me? Yeah. Thinking about your negative traits. Well, darn, I don't know, because I feel like I'm none of these negatives. <laughs> uh, definitely, yeah, probably red. No, blue. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, one of the ones on blue, which she identifies it as, is indecisive. indecisive. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. I'm blue. <laughs> Isn't this a fun one? Yes. They have, I'll show you the book downstairs, they have another one that shows you like, um, it, it gives you, it breaks it down even further. That one is in the book, I'm Surrounded by Narcissists, I think, so if you want to look up the, that color one, the way it breaks it down in that book is a little more even, like it, it does it by like, um, like, what do you avoid, what yeah. are your fears, what's your working style, like it breaks it down more, what do you think your kids are? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay. I love talking about people's kids, by the way. So if you're on here, you must be a kid lover because we're going to talk about kids. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like JD's definitely blue. And I feel like Eliana is probably yellow. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Definitely. So I have a blue and a yellow, and I'm blue. Aww. A yellow? I love yellows. I think they're like such fun people. Yellow's a good one. That was fun, right? It was fun. <laughs> like now I have to remember where I stopped translating. We stopped translating at the names, I think, of your kids. Yeah, so me preguntó de dónde vinieron los nombres de mis niños. Uh, le dije que mi hijo tiene el nombre de su papá. Esa fue una decisión muy fácil. Like, sabíamos que iba a ser un niño y sabíamos que lo íbamos a nombrar después de, um, como su papá. Uh, mi hija, su uh, segundo nombre es Delilah. Uh, y esa es porque hay una canción que se llama Hey There Delilah, que era una canción que yo y su papá um, escuchábamos mucho cuando uh, éramos novios. Y su nombre es Eliana. Um, habíamos decidido que, bueno, él había decidido que quería que el nombre empezara con una E. 
Ah, entonces empecé a mirar nombres que empezaran con ese, esa letra um, y yo quería un nombre que tuviera un significado especial que tuve que buscar en Google porque no me, acu no me acordaba qué era lo que significaba, pero uh, Eliana eh, significa Dios um, cumplió mis sueños uh, y era el sueño de tener una hija porque como saben nuestras familias no hay, no hay muchas niñas entonces uh, me dio la niña y ya pude tener uh, parar de tener hijos porque yo pensaba que iba a tener que tener como ocho niños para poder sacar una niña pero ya yeah, <laughs> la segunda niña I was like okay God answered my prayers we're good um, y luego estamos mirando unos colores um, que, oh no, le estaba diciendo que para, con Juan Diego, like, no teníamos otra opción. Sí teníamos otra opción para ni, uh, nombre de niña, pero la verdad ni me acuerdo cuál era la otra opción porque ya teníamos, like, en nuestras mentes, this, like, habíamos, um, ya sabíamos que iba a ser niño. Uh, era muy probable que iba a ser niño, entonces ya teníamos el nombre. Uh, con Eliana... Uh, sí teníamos un nombre por si ella uh, sería niño, uh, se iba a llamar Mario Alonso. Uh, Mario después de él, uh, él era el, ¿cómo se dice boss? El jefe de mi papá um, cuando vivíamos en Michigan uh, y Alonso es el segundo nombre de un amigo mío que falleció, uh, entonces Mario Alonso. Uh, y luego miramos una, um, una lista de colores, es como de tu personalidad, y me dijo que decidiera cuál era yo, y yo uh, estaba entre dos colores y luego te tiene diferentes like, negativos uh, sobre esos colores, y uno de los negativos para el color azul, o oh, porque estaba entre rojo y azul, uno de los... Um, negativos del color azul es que no puedes hacer decisiones, so, obvio, soy azul, uh, porque no me podía decidir cuál color era, y luego um, dije que mi hijo es azul y mi hija es amarillo, de los colores. Okay, good, you killed that one too. Yay, I'm very good at talking about myself. No, that's what we're all here for. You're the common ground anyway. <laughs> so, do your guests ask you a lot of questions? I used to get a lot of questions when I was more consistent. Uh, <laughs> but now I feel like people are like, hello, are you still alive? Like, yeah, they're like, oh, you're on? still, you're still doing yeah, this thing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to like, they, like consistent, like, So, can we have a life update? So, what's going on? So, you haven't talked about this in a while. Can you have an episode about this? Um, not so much anymore, but I'm also, like, not as active on social media as I was before. Like, before, I had, like, scheduled dates of, like, this is the day I'm recording. This is the day I'm posting. This is the day I'm, po like, posting It's a lot. This. Content creation is yeah. hard work. When anyone is, like, oh, I just want to, like... Be one of those TikTokers and not have to work. It's like no, they're grinding. It's a grind. Yeah, it was it was a lot, but I was working. It was when I was working my last year that I worked at, over there, um, and so I was only working half a day. So I had that entire other half a day to like mm. do my content, and now it's more like okay, 
when it gets done, it gets done. When it gets posted, it gets posted. When I record, I record. And then I have this other podcast, and I'm like, oh, like I have to keep up with too many things. And I'm also like limited on my social media activity now because of everything going on outside of my life, like on the outside of my life. Um, so it's 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 a lot. Yeah. Well, I will say, I feel like you're one of the people I know that you really will jump in and embrace it. Like, so many people talk about doing stuff. You really do shit without talking about it, which is the <laughs> best way to be. I'm in, I'm over here telling everyone I read a, want to write a children's book. And, like, find me in five years, I'm going to be like, yeah, well, I've always wanted to write a children's book, you know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm publishing my poems. I've got my book going. My friend made the cover. Like, you're efficient yeah. and I feel like that's the hardest part is just doing, doing the damn thing yeah um so I guess that leads me to my next question what would be your dream is it writing is it content creation oh, like what's yeah. like you would not even you would do it for free like you know let's say two hundred thousand dollars a year you're making to do something what, what would that be honestly I I feel like I'm like you when in the sense of like, I just want to change the world. I just want to change the world. And yeah. I feel like whatever I can do to help someone in some way, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Like we have this conversation with like my family a lot where it's like my dad one day was like, oh, all of my kids are like, just like. I don't remember what word he used, but pretty much like y'all are just noble people. Like you just want to help. Um, no one's like going into a career for the money. Everyone's yeah. doing something to make an impact. And so I feel like my goal, my dream is to leave a mark. Um, so whether that be with my podcast, which I've already had people like, which is the reason that I kept doing it was like, I had people reach out and they're like, I went through the same thing because I listened to your story. I no longer feel alone. Um, same thing with this, uh, book is like, there are moments that I wrote about where it's like in that moment, I know when I wrote it, I felt like the world was crumbling. I felt like nothing, like nothing was okay. And so if I'm able to put that out there and have someone be receptive to it and be like, I was there also that would make me happy with the other books. Same thing is like, there's moments where it's like this is dark, like, and I don't know why I decided to share this, but I'm going to share this. And if someone is able to connect, then so be it. Yeah. Um, same thing with like education. I want to continue to like, I feel like I'm a lifelong learner, like lifelong learner. And I want to be able to share that with people so that they're able to learn and they're able to grow. So goal, dream, make a mark. I love that. It's very like, it's not so pigeonholed or like literal, like just about, it's bigger than the job. It's bigger than what you're doing itself. It's the, it's the impact. It's the effect. Yeah. That's beautiful. What a good answer. Oh, thanks. I feel like I'm in a pageant. Like let's save the world. I know. Um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people like, they'll be like, cause I've had this conversation with some people and they're like, well, that's not a concrete answer. I'm like, 
concrete as it gets. Like, so that's my purpose. What, like you want me to be like, I want, I want to make two hundred thousand dollars, like sitting in front of a phone. Like no. Yeah, it's bigger than that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect answer. Look at better than that. You see me almost getting emotional. <laughs> I'm like, it's a valuable answer, y'all. It's a great answer. That's a great answer. I might steal it. <laughs> like, well, I just want. <laughs> so, me pregunto, ¿cuál es mi meta um, en mi vida? Y le estaba diciendo que hemos tenido esta conversación en la casa. Like, mi papá ha dicho, no me acuerdo cuál era la palabra que usó, pero um, sobre yo y mis hermanos, que somos personas muy nobles, somos personas que no estamos escogiendo um, nuestro futuro basado en dinero. Queremos hacer un, un impacto con todo lo que hacemos. Y yo pienso que esa es like, mi meta de mi vida, like, mi propósito es poder hacer un impacto, no importa qué tan grande o qué tan chico, uh, yo por eso seguí con mi podcast, like, tuve personas que me, se contactaron conmigo después de los primeros capítulos y dijeron, yo también pasé por lo mismo, yo por que tú dijiste lo que tú dijiste, no me sentís tan sola por lo que he pasado yo. Uh, y es lo mismo con mis dos libros. Like, hay momentos que escribí que yo sé que cuando estaba escribiendo eso, um, yo me sentía sola, me sentía como que el mundo se estaba acabando. Y si tengo la oportunidad de... de um, what is share? Damn de compartir eso, compartir esos momentos, compartir um, esas emociones y que la gente lo reciba es lo único que quiero, you know, con mis podcasts, con mis libros, con siendo maestra, queremos cambiar el mundo, like, y eso es lo que yo quiero hacer, like, esa es mi meta, eso yo pienso que es mi propósito para vivir, like, hacer un impacto, cambiar el mundo de alguien por no importa si es algo grande, algo chico, con poder ayudar a alguien de alguna manera, ese, eso es lo que yo quiero hacer. You can, you know, I should like put it in my book, copyright it. You yeah. cannot steal it. <laughs> can you imagine? I will sue. <laughs> Bianca soothes my ass. So, before we end, do you want to give us your goal? What is your goal? What is your dream? Oh my gosh, oh, it's really hard. I, I think, kind of similarly, just doing something that you love outside of the money. I think that's always the dream, ideally. Um, I remember one time, I did a program called Teach for America, and it... You, a lot of high or college graduates, it's apply and it's really, really competitive. And if you make it to be selected, then you are placed throughout the U.S. and in a district, which is why I moved to Houston um, because I'm originally from the Pacific Northwest. So that's what brought me down here in the first place. And we always had to do like trainings and stuff with other people who were teachers and other people who 
um, were part of Teach for America. And there was this one couple and they had been in teaching for a really, really long time. Um, probably like 10 years or so, eight to 10, I would say, which that's a long time to me. Um, and his wife as a husband and a wife and his wife left teaching. And when we asked him like, well, why he said, well, she went on to work for this organization that helps with children who are, who have been trafficked. And I, when I heard that, I, I just felt like that's a job. How do I have that job? Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my, one of my big passions. Like if I could work for free, I'd probably work on like a, for like a nonprofit that just helps with, because it's first off, I'm sure I don't have to tell anyone this, but like the most inhumane, cruel thing is like to mess with a child, Mm -hmm. you know, to steal a child, abduct a child, make a child scared, all of those things. It's just the most corrupt, worst thing I can think of. And there are people fighting that fight every single day. Um, and so I think that I, it's, it's kind of a new revelation for me, but I think that would be it. If I could just do something that is meaningful, it involves kids. I love kids. And so I guess I could talk about kids all day. I talk about your kids (laughs) literally all day. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that would be it for me. So le pregunté antes de que terminemos hoy, um, cuál es su meta, qué es lo que ella quiere hacer. Um, y dijo similar a lo que yo um, hacer un impacto um, ella cuando estaba en el programa Teach for America cuando empezó a ser maestra uh, estuvo en contacto con una pareja uh, un señor y una señora y ella ellos estaban eran maestros por muchos años uh, pero ella se salió de ser maestra para trabajar en un, una organización que combata la, damn, I just had, it, I just had the word, uh, el tráfico uh, de niños uh, y ella se dio cuenta que ella quiere hacer algo similar um, a poder ayudar a, y hacer un impacto para los niños. Um, sí, si, yeah. That is what you said. Yep, that's what I said. <laughs> I teach for America and <laughs> her kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the words I had picked up, I picked up. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. That's you, and that's me. Luca, thank you for having me. Thank you for here. coming. This was so fun. We have to do a yes, a quad. We'll show. we'll get together. We'll definitely get together. Like that's definitely gonna happen. I'll bring my question cards that are downstairs. Yes, it would so be so much fun. Let's do it on a non-work night. Non-work well, night. I guess you always film on the same day. I right? always film on Wednesdays. That's usually when I film. I'm not gonna say that I've never not filmed on a Wednesday because I have filmed on other days. So I'm open to filming on a Maybe over day. Thanksgiving break. Well, I guess Thanksgiving's on Thursday. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll get together. We'll, we'll, we'll Take get the done. logistics offline. Um, we'll get it done. I'll be back. But I will seriously had the best time. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, nos vemos. I don't know when. Maybe next week. Maybe not. Um, 